What is up, friends? Happy hump day. Happy Wednesday. I hope you guys are all having the best day ever. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about one of my amazing clients. But before I get into that, um, if you're watching the podcast on Spotify, you're not going to be able to see this. But look at this sick hoodie that I'm wearing. Uh, as you know, your girl has the neurospicy variety ADHD and uh, the back of the the hoodie, it talks about neurodivergency, which is awesome. I'm going to rep it because I freaking love it and it's cozy. And I was just super excited to get, oh, I'm almost slipped on my desk treadmill. <laughs> As you can tell, I have a little bit of good energy today. Um, and getting into like a new, a little bit of a shift in my morning routine because I am trying to work with my ADHD for a long time. I honestly talked down to myself about it and it was kind of eating away at me internally, but instead I use that as motivation to learn more about the neurochemistry that I deal with and what I can do to help it. And also kind of looking back at some old labs, my old Dutch tests, I found out that basically when my dopamine leaves the the um, the neuron into the synapse, uh, it breaks down really quickly. So things that block the reuptake, it actually depletes my dopamine over time. Also explains why during PMS, my my ADHD is worse. Estrogen directly influences um, both the production and breakdown of dopamine, which is really interesting. So I've been doing a lot of research into ADHD, at least on the side, I try not to let myself go too, too far down the rabbit hole. You know, ADHD with our uh, hyper fixations, we could end up researching things that fascinate us that relate to us for like hours on end. But I can also see how a lot of this relates to even people who are more neurotypical, but engaging in activities that deplete our dopamine stores, you know, things like constantly scrolling through social media, that's going to deplete your dopamine over time excessive caffeine, excessive alcohol, nicotine, all these other substances like taken to a daily or an excess, it can deplete your dopamine. And that can directly influence your motivation, your drive for your fitness journey. So that sounds like a perfect <laughs> little bit of a leeway into conversation of today. And if you're watching on Spotify, yes, I am walking on a dress desk treadmill right now. Um, I try to get a little bit more active, helps the blood flow in the morning, helps me stay focused. I've also been trying to not go on social media until 8 a.m. Originally it was seven, but I'm trying to push it one more hour uh, just to allow myself a little bit more thinking room in the morning and store up that dopamine. I'm trying to shift my mindset to storing my dopamine for when I need it versus like eliminating it first thing in the morning. Um, I'll go over more of that in a future live, but today we're going to highlight one of my amazing clients, Kay, who is down 35 pounds in five months. And let me tell you, her journey has been far from fucking easy. All right. She has been dealt. She's been thrown lemons pretty much every single month since she started this journey. And when she started the journey, she's never gone on a typical or a regular fitness regimen or a proper balanced diet. Actually, when she started, she had just recovered from having surgery and she realized that she wanted to make a change in her life. Like she was uncomfortable, her joints hurt. She wanted to have better longevity. She wanted to really just grab life by the reins and live life a little bit more, be more active and, you know, enjoy more of what life has to offer. Because let's be honest, 
when you're not healthy, when you're in constant pain, when you have a lot of extra weight, you know, bearing down your joints and you're feeling like all these symptoms of an unhealthy lifestyle and how much it restricts you from being able to do the things that you love. She loves going to festivals and raves and she wants to express herself through wearing more, more expressive outfits, dancing more, lasting longer, like making it to the headliner. And, you know, she just wanted to live life better. And she realized that taking care of her health so she can avoid future surgeries and future pains and being able to do more with her life. Like she realized how important that was. And so she reached out to me back in April. Again, she's never had a proper diet regimen before. She's never exercised regularly before. Her family never taught her healthy habits. And so she came to me wanting to change her life. And so one of the first things that we did when we started that really kicked off her journey was basically just tracking her nutrition, being aware of what she was putting into her body. That was the first step. And this is the first step that got her 35 pounds down in five minutes. Now, I do want to clarify, however, for anybody listening right now, the closer you are to a healthier weight, the slower weight loss will be. When you are heavier, you can lose weight at a faster rate. You can lose weight up to two pounds a week if you are 50 plus pounds away from a healthy weight. Okay. So I want to clear that in the air right now. She started at 250 pounds. Now she's at 215. We are going to work towards breaking that 200 barrier within the next four months. But weight loss does slow down the closer you get to your goal weight. So I want to put that out there. If you are like 20 pounds away from your ideal weight and you think that you might reach it within two or three months, just want to put that out there. You can, but it's not always going to be the most sustainable. All right. So first thing that we did with Kay was make her aware of how much she was eating and the quality of her food. We took her through a mini nutrition course in my program, which basically teaches you exactly what our macronutrients are, the importance of them, like healthier, healthier sources of carbohydrates versus eliminating them altogether. Like if you're not eating enough carbohydrates, you're not going to be getting enough fiber in your diet. That's, that's just simple fact. If you're not eating enough carbs, healthy carbs, I'm going to put that out there. You're not going to have enough fiber. Fiber is incredibly important for digestion, reducing bloat, estrogen metabolism. So if you're not getting enough fiber, PMS is going to be fucking worse. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, it's all, it's, I'm not going to go into detail about estrogen metabolism, but trust me, you need it. Uh, it also reduces your risk of cancer in the future, ladies. So, so uh, make sure you're eating your fiber, teaching her the importance of carbs, different carb sources, um, long acting, short acting, protein, different sources of protein, how to get more protein in her diet. And that was incredibly important throughout her journey because she, okay, during her journey, guys, she's moved houses. She's had a car breakdown. She has had job opportunity shift. She would commute. And now she's dealing with some family. I'm not going to get into specifics, but she's dealing with a lot, a lot in her life right now. And during all of these situations, while she's learning this healthier lifestyle, she's learning about her nutrition. We're making fine tuning tweaks to make sure that one, she's eating enough. She's actually eating 500 calories more a day now than she was when she first started. And she's down 35 pounds because we improved the quality of her diet get more protein, get more fiber. And through all of this, as we're making these small shifts, life has been throwing her lemons left and right. And that's why she's leaned on me for support. I tell her every single time, like, don't ever hesitate to message me if you need my support, because that's what I'm here for. It is hard 
to know how to make changes in your fitness journey, how to adapt when you're doing it alone and you've never done it before. If you've never gone about anything like it before, having support and knowledge is incredibly helpful. She's had moments where she was like talking about her hormonal symptoms, what she can do to help with it. And that's why having support has helped. So we first had her aware of her nutrition quality, making small changes. We didn't make anything drastic. We were adding calories slowly to make sure that she was getting enough protein and fiber and also gave her some flexibility to enjoy foods that she loves, but also to experiment with healthy foods. Like it's hard to experiment with healthy recipes when you're following fucking 1,200 calorie diets. Like you are so limited in your food variety that you're not going to enjoy healthy eating. You need to be able to eat more first and enjoy healthy food. And then, then you can kind of start wiggling down lower, but you should not go <laughs> to 1200 calorie diets, please. And also another thing too, just because you're eating less calories is not an excuse not to work out. Okay. You need to build muscle, which brings me into the next part. We got her working out regularly and appropriately for her body. All right. If you've never worked out before, don't be following random influencer workout programs that have you doing like plank bird, planking bird dogs and like, um, freaking single leg squats with a barbell jumping on a platform. Like don't be following random workouts that you find. Cause if you've never worked out before, if you've never been consistent, your body is not going to be adapted to that both mobility wise, both neuro, um, neuromuscular connection wise, you're not going to be ready for that shit and you're going to fail. I hate to say that, but you will fail. And then you'll be frustrated and talk down to yourself and be like, I can't fucking do it. If I can't do a workout that this girl who looks amazing can do, then I'm never going to look amazing. Like get that out of your head. Okay. Start at the basics. Actually, you can get really fucking amazing results. Even just sticking to the most basic exercises. Why? Because if you're improving your range of motion and your mind muscle connection, you're going to get better benefits from the exercise, better, better muscle development and better looking muscles, by the way, like it's hard to have your body look better when your muscles don't quite function well. So we focused for her on mobility, appropriate exercises for her starting point for where she was. And we gradually worked her way into a little bit more range of motion exercises, more compound movements, but also at the same time, we've had to adapt and shift gears sometimes. She wouldn't be able to work out the same gym sometimes. Um, and now, you know, with her current situation, she had a point where she didn't have her car. So we had to, you know, kind of maneuver things around a little bit temporarily. But now she's able to go to the gym. She's actually making an effort to go to the gym. She makes an effort to go to the gym. Why? Because she knows in her home environment, it's not necessarily the most positive or healthy right now for her journey. So she needs to separate herself and it gives her that environmental cue like okay this is where i'm focusing on my fitness this is where i'm focusing on my body i'm focusing less on my mental state and more my physical state and this made a huge difference for her with her stress levels because again i will tell you she's she's got a lot of stress in her life but she's so good at managing it she's not letting it stop her because life is going to constantly throw you stresses it honestly won't Stop. You'll have periods of time where you're stressing less or, you know, a few days or weeks where things are easy street. And like, you're like, oh, this is great. Let's keep this up. 
And then when life stresses you out more, you're like, oh shit, I can't keep it up and everything's on fire. And I, I, I just give up. Bye bye bye. And then you quit. Then you quit. And then that feeds into that mindset of you can't do it. You got to keep picking yourself back up. If you start to feel like you're falling, pick yourself up right then and there. Don't wait until you're at the bottom of the hole. But if you're at the bottom of the hole, know that you can climb out. You just have to be willing to use those muscles and those arms to climb your way and get out. Get out. And it helps when you have people to help pull you out. Having support, having encouragement, having knowledge. You know, not just listening to people who are going to sell you a pill and be like, this is going to fix everything. And it's like a fucking proprietary blend of, of random stuff that you don't even know if it's like a, a, a biologically active dose. Be, be wary of proprietary blend supplements, guys. Uh, nine times out of ten, they are a waste of your money. But you'll buy like dieties or you'll... Um, You'll buy like these random, random meals that they say they'll help you lose weight because they're only 200 calories. You eat th three of those a day and then you're eating only 800 calories that day and you're wondering why you're starving the next day. And then you give up and just go ham on a sleeve of Oreos. Like you have to be mindful. You have to be aware and you have to be patient and you have to understand that there's going to be, there's going to be, it's going to be a rocky road. That's life. Life is never constantly easy street so once you accept that and be willing to put in a little bit more effort and learn that's something that's the biggest that's what i stand by is like i i always say it's not enough to just trust the process okay there's a lot of coaches there's a lot of people that say just trust the process trust the past process but when you understand the process bit by bit it adds up and you feel more in control and confident that what you're doing is the right thing. Or you can also be confident. It's like, yeah, I'm confident that I'm not doing the fucking right thing right now. Um, Cause I know what the right thing is and I'm not doing that right now. But when you know, know exactly why what you're doing is not helping you. It's easier to change your behavior than to be like, this ain't working. I don't know what's going wrong. I'm eating 800 calories a day and, and drinking skinny teas and I hit a plateau and I'm just tired and weak and I'm weak and I can't do this. And blah, I give up. Or, on the other side around some of y'all might just be like yeah i'm just gonna accept what is and just do um what makes me feel okay and then you go and drink alcohol all the time all the time every single week maybe even multiple times a week and you're not stopping at one you're having like two three four five drinks because you're doing that to cope with the feeling that you're not doing much you don't feel good on a day-to-day -day basis you have that anxiety of going back to not feeling good so when you're going out you feel pressure to feel good. So you need something to take the edge off, take the anxiety off, to feel more like you again, even though you don't really feel like you anymore, right? Like, you know, there's a version of you inside screaming, like, I want to get out. I want to feel good. I want to feel like me. But you keep suffocating her by not taking care of yourself. And then it becomes this rebound effect. Anxiety gets worse if you're dependent on alcohol to overcome the anxiety when you go out. If you can't go out and enjoy yourself, then tell yourself something needs to change in your day-to-day -day life so you can feel better. So you can actually not feel like shit after or going into it and then trying to band-aid feeling like shit with things that make you feel more like shit. And this is coming from a place of somebody who actually used to do that quite often, even, in, even during my fitness journey, guys. <laughs> no. Things can, you can change for the better, but you have to understand it's not easy street. Having support, having an action plan helps so much. And you got to 
understand like you're not always going to be you're not going to be perfect nobody is ever 100 percent on point but all we do is focus on getting a little bit better and that's what my client k does and during times of intense stress what we focus is on more so the minimums versus going above and beyond and really trying to push when you when you're going through a lot of stress you need to prioritize the things that are the most important number one is healthy nutrition because if you're unhealthy on the inside, your brain's going to be unhealthy and it's going to be harder to cope with stress. Movement. Even if you're not able to hit all of your workouts, focus on getting some movement in. Whether it be finally tackling, organizing your room, doing something moving, going for a walk, going for a bike ride, any way to get moving, dancing in front of the mirror. Like, hell, I love doing that on rainy days. If I can't go outside and walk, I love dancing in front of a mirror. I'll like listen to my favorite sets and just like put my brain back into a music festival and be like, oh, this is where I'm at and I'm dancing. And it's good. It's a good workout too. <laughs> or flow arts, you know, hula hooping, whip, koi. Loving is, I, I mean, I guess that could be a little bit of workout if you're like moving your arms a lot. Like some people do. Some people are absolutely freaking wild with the way they look. Flow stars. Make sure you switch sides though. So that way you don't develop a muscle imbalance. Um, but either way, like when you're dealing with stress, you got to adapt by focusing on just the, the most important things rather than go, go, going above and beyond. Um, water, water, movement, nutrition, sleep as best you can. One of those or two of those might not be 100% perfect, but as long as you're giving it your best, like you're still going to progress forward. Because if you think about it, you're doing something different during times of stress now than you were before. And that is progress in and of itself. And that is what we want to highlight with Kay. She is doing things now during times of stress that she never did before. And that's why she's continuing to see change. Even during family problems, even during her moving process, even during, you know, career changes and a car breaking down, she's still been on this steady weight loss journey. And I am so proud of her. I'm so proud of her for sticking through it. I'm so proud of her for reaching out for support, asking the questions and being honest and being open. That's the best thing you can do is be honest with yourself. And if you have a coach, be honest with your coach, what's going on. Okay. All right. Cause it's hard to be healthy mentally if you're not healthy physically. And that is it for today. I hope you all have an amazing hub day. If you're working out today, what are you training today? I am going to go to the gym probably to just film demos for the new Brave platform, which has kind of been my biggest thing <laughs> lately. Um, so hope you guys have an awesome rest of your day. Peace, love, and protein. Signing off until the next one.